Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Monumental day for North Melbourne yesterday and the president to great acclaim across the football world ensnaring the signature of Alastair Clarkson. So it is to Sonia Hood that we start crunch time today. Sonia, congratulations and welcome. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. What is your overriding emotion the day after? Um, probably relief, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. It's not nice to have the tension uh, lifted a bit. It's been a, a, a pretty uh, tough couple of weeks, I think. You won't put Alistair on the back of the Mazda BT40 today and drive him around the boundary for the faithful, will you? Uh, look, I, I did say to him, yeah, I invited him to come watch the game with me today and um, and he thought that he might get mobbed. And I said, well, I think I'm going to get mobbed. So, you know, we're either in this together or we're not. But it turns out that at the moment we're not. So, yeah, he's going to watch it from the farm and I'm going to watch it from the ground. What, are you able to detect the mood of your North Melbourne constituency? Uh, I, I'm getting a lot of joy. So yep. if, that's the, uh, if that's the mood you're asking me to detect, that's the, that's the one I'm, I'm certainly feeling. And what's that worth to North Melbourne right now, do you think? Uh, it, it's the essence of everything, isn't it? People often say football is about wins and losses, but I think actually football is about hope. And um, the narrative that gets written, people... I'm not not that it's a media thing. I think generally we like crisis narratives, don't we? And we like um, disarray narratives, and uh, and a hope narrative is just a wonderful counter to all of that, and and really underpins my view of where our club's at. So um, it's it's a it's wonderful to see that manifest for the supporters and for the members. And uh, we've done it pretty tough this year. They've all done it pretty tough this year. They've stuck by us in record numbers, and to be able to deliver this at the end of the season is is just overwhelming. I think. You were complete in the mission that you launched, Sonia, and absolutely justified as I think your language publicly was quite brilliant and garnered a real sense of confidence. How how personal has this been for you? To And you, I remember you told us as soon as you, you came to the job is how far your heritage with North Melbourne goes back. How personal does it feel for you to be able to bring Alastair Clarkson to the footy club that you love? Um. I think the first thing that I should say, and and this is important to say, is that this was a whole club effort. So I spearheaded it. I was the voice of it. But we made a decision as a as a board and as a broader executive team um, where we were headed and what we wanted. And we wanted Alistair and, uh, and we worked out how we were going to go about that. And we were completely united in that as a process. So while I might have done the conversations, everybody else was doing the, you know, the stuff in the background that, that made our offer credible, um, that helped him to understand what our club was about um, and so that that whole of club piece I think was incredibly important for me personally I think you start with your value set and my value set is um, uh, 
it's blue and white. I bleed blue and white. People say that is a trite comment. That's that's me, and and so it's personal, but it's it reflects who I am, and uh, and I'm I'm incredibly proud to have worked with the club on this. We're starting to get the timeline publicly of what you did privately. How how quickly did you feel like you had his full attention and interest? Um. That, the, the first time we met is the first time I'd ever spent any time with Alistair and, uh, and I, had his, I had his full attention and he had mine within the first five minutes of sitting down with one another. So I reckon then. Mm. And then I guess there's the idea of landing him and then once you meet him, did you have that feeling of, oh, I've, now that we've had that conversation, I really want him. Yeah, I did. And actually, more than that, I knew it was a great fit. And so, and I, I've said this a couple of times, and I'm not sure that it makes sense, but I also therefore knew that if he chose to go somewhere else, he wasn't going to be a great fit. Because, the, you know, the, to me, the value alignment and the, the purpose alignment was so strong. Um, and what he brings and what we need and what we offer and what he wants is such a terrific alignment between those things that... I just felt that it that it was going to work, um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I won't lie. I, I desperately wanted it to happen. I was like that kid before Christmas who thinks that big parcel under the tree is theirs, but they're not one hundred percent sure. That was me. When he arrived at the front door on Thursday night, did you already know the answer was yes, or did he arrive and you're going, oh, "I'm about to find out here"? Um, as I, I've watched footy for long enough to know that the final siren is the final siren and up until then anything else you feel is just um, optimism. So uh, uh, seeing him through that door and the handshake and the words that we exchanged were, were, were magic. Yeah. Leon Cameron's with you, Sonia. G'day, Sonia. How are you? Hey, Leon. Very well, well done. Thanks. How are you? Firstly, Thank well you. done. Fantastic. Um, just when the Essendon news, I'm just interested in the mindset of when the Essendon news hit that um, – they were going to jump in and investigate whether Alistair Clarkson could come to their football club. How did you go about controlling and reinforcing that to your board when that news hit, I think it was on the Monday, knowing that clearly you'd done three or four really good weeks of work negotiating with Alistair to come to your football club. How did you go just controlling that narrative with the board? Uh, we had a really good um, open dialogue with James Henderson through that process. So I knew what was going on through James rather than through the media. That was very helpful. Uh, the board, I spoke, to, I spoke to the board, all the board members individually just about every day this week. We had a scheduled board meeting on Wednesday night and we talked about it there and um, we just reaffirmed our position really and we knew that um, uh, the way, however things played out, we, we could formulate a response and if things didn't go our way, we would move on and um, and look for another coach. But I think it was that reassuring ourselves that we'd done what we needed to do. We were comfortable in our approach. And um, Essendon's a big club and a proud club. And um, there was always a possibility, I suppose, that, that someone else was coming. Um, I probably hadn't seen that one coming, but other people had told me they, they had seen it. So, you know, that, that, that might be just my misread of the situation. But, um, but we just had to stand firm on what we want. I think it's it's easy in this game, isn't it, to, to have your responses dictated to you by everybody else. Um, and so being centred within the club and what, what we were after and what we were looking for became paramount this week. Sonia, uh, Dermot Brereton here. Congratulations. Well done. Thanks, um, <clears throat> Can I ask you, the first comments, and I imagine he'd be very favourable, the first comments that uh, Patch Adams, Lee Adams, 
uh, made to you when you gave him the news that uh, Alistair was to be the coach for 2023? Uh, he was absolutely delighted. And I rang Patch awesome. um, on Friday morning before I spoke to anybody else uh, so that he would know. Uh, the first thing I wanted to do was to thank him, and I'll and I'll be doing that a lot over the next couple of days. But he, the way he's carried himself and the team and our club over the last six weeks has just been exemplary. Um, I can't speak highly enough of him. Um, he is absolutely delighted for the club that Alice is coming. Very excited, I think, about the prospect of working with him. I did ask him after we had the conversation if he was a tiny bit cut that I wasn't ringing ringing him to offer this <laughs> offer him to role, but. Um, uh, <laughs> The wonderful thing about Patch is he knows exactly where it is and I, I hope that this stint has given him a taste for and an, and an ambition for senior coaching because gee, he's going to be an amazing senior coach one day. Understandably so. We know where Alistair sits in in the absolute overall scheme. I'm, I'm intrigued to know, did he ever make a presentation or was it not required? Hey, not in the formal way that I suspect you would associate with a lot of these processes no but um but over about six hours of talking um we had a pretty clear i have a pretty clear understanding of of what his plans are and where he's headed um we'll give him some time now to to digest and and learn what he needs to know about our club he doesn't start with us till november one but um uh you saw him yesterday his brain's already working so we'll see um you know what happens in the next month or so having seen him in brown and and gold for so long i actually thought last night <laughs> he looked really good in that blue shirt you had in on him it looked like a natural fit you're going to have to hold the course there's going to be moments in the future that some of the supporters say we, we've lost x amount in a row it's a hard road we know he's a champion coach but you still have to sell the hold the course line because this is not a Alistair comes in and we rock it up the ladder next year? Uh, absolutely. First of all, everybody looks better in blue and white. So <laughs> that is that. Um, uh, secondly, you're absolutely right. There's no silver bullet here. And, um, you know, there are a lot of pieces in this that have to go right for, for us to have success. I think the important thing always is that we're honest about where we are in our journey and, and, and people understand that and they can see that. I People don't need to win every week. Um, people need to, to see hope and they need to see that the journey is going somewhere and they need you to talk straight to them. And uh, the other thing I've learned in the last month is that um, uh, Alistair is the master of straight talking, which I very much appreciate. Sonia, Sam Edmund here, brilliant. Oh, could have taken calls from your Delighter members for eight hours plus yesterday. But can I just please go back a bit? Uh, who contacted who at the start of the Clarkson process? Uh, thanks, Sam, and I'm delighted to have generated you some positive content. I think that's terrific. Um, uh, initially... We had had a con there had been conversations between Club Connections um, and Alice's camp, but the first formal call came from me uh, to James Henderson um, the week after David Noble had left our club. Sure. So I guess the only thing that matters is his signature ultimately, but we're not right to say that the Clarkson camp initially reached out to you earlier in the year, even if that would have been preliminary? Uh, I don't think so, no. I suspect... I, and actually, and I'm not being um, cute here, I genuinely don't know, but I do know that the first call that came um, from me, and I was really clear about this, and, and nobody on, from me or from anybody on the board came um, the, the, in the week after, after David Noble had left the club.
And Thursday night, I've got to ask you, when, when Alan James told you the news, and obviously it didn't come out until the Friday morning, how did you spend that night on Thursday <laughs> night? Uh, um, my partner tells me that's the most leafy he's seen me in a while. I, um, <laughs> I was uh, like, I mean, I was, they, we probably finished here at about 11 o'clock. I was then, you know, on the, um, on the phone to poor Nick Tommy, who's our wonderful um, media manager, trying to get, a letter drafted to go out to members at nine o'clock the next morning, and you know, so there's a fair amount of stuff that has to happen, and um, and up at five a.m. to make those things work. So I was, mm. um, you know, a, a cat on a hot tin roof. I, I did say David King, I think, is never going to forgive me for not coming in and announcing it on uh, SEN yesterday morning. But yeah. I did say to him that if he, if his co-host hadn't been so keen on describing me as uninspiring, I might have popped by. But, you know. <laughs> well done. Thank you. I was, I was actually hoping that might have uh, come out of your mouth this morning, so you didn't disappoint, Sonia. How much do you expect Alistair to reshape those around him in the football department? Um, I think that a large part of his role, and indeed a part of any of our role in a, in a leadership context, is to help people be the best they can be. And I think that's what he's going to bring. I think he was really clear yesterday about underlining the fact that he doesn't want to see a lot of change. We've had a lot of personnel change in the football department over the last couple of years. And um, one of the things that um, Jeff Walsh's work for us underlined was just how good a lot of those changes have been. Um, but I think that the the real magic comes not just with the skill set and experience that people bring, but in the way in which they're able to work. And I think that Alistair will bring that out of them. So, Sonia, are the recommendations in the Walsh Review still relevant or do they now belong to a previous time? Uh, I think there's a lot of relevance in there, actually. And part of the reason, so we've been sharing those results internally and, and I haven't come back to members with them on that yet. And not because we're avoiding it, just because actually an awful lot of it is particular to people's jobs and, and individuals. Um, and, and the really joyous thing about it is how much positive feedback there has been to give. And again, I think in a year that's been tough, um, that's been really important for people to be able to hear. And in due course, that'll be important for our members to hear. There's a lot in there that, um, that I think we take forward in terms of understanding where the value sits. And I think, again, there's that tendency when things aren't going well to tip everything out rather than to just to say, take a step back and say, there's some really good stuff here, so let's not lose sight of that. Will Ben Amafio continue as the Chief Executive into next year, Sonia? Ben Amafio has done an absolutely outstanding job getting us to where we are, and uh, he has been a large part of this process um, in the background and I could not be prouder of the work that he's done. Resigning Mazda this week, um, which brings us to, what, 27 years or something with Mazda, has been phenomenal. If you're not driving a Mazda, you should be. Uh, and Ben has been a huge part of that. So, yeah, he'll continue with us to be a big part of our club. Will you continue with the priority pick application? Uh, I believe we will, yep. Does... Yes, does that make today just a touch challenging? Is At the moment, you've got the number one draft pick, and if the team plays inspired football and wins, you'll move out of that position. It's like everything, though, isn't it? The, the structural stuff underpinning where we are is still the structural stuff that underpins where we are. So the um, I, I really hope the guys have a win today. I'd be super disappointed if anybody was thinking otherwise. And uh, I think... They'll play their hearts out for you know for each other and and for the club and 
they were so excited when I went in to tell them about the new coach yesterday. That was um, uh, that's the second time this year. They've actually the third time because the first time they heard from me was when I took the role. Uh, the second time was when uh, David and I announced that he would be stepping down, and the third time was yesterday. That's far too many times in a year to see your club president. <laughs> um, but uh, they were just delighted. I would I would think there'd be a lot of excitement today. So, Sonia, not to labour the point, because today is uh, about blowing the trumpets on this significant announcement, but you're saying Ben Amafio will definitely be the CEO of your football club in 2023? Uh, I will, would say that uh, I am incredibly excited about where we are right now, and I'm, and I'm not thinking any further than that. Are you hopeful that? Well, do you know? Will Alistair address the players before he heads off on uh, before they head off on holidays? I believe he will. Yeah. 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 That'd be a, that's a big moment in the history of the club in its own right. So, if you were the author of Keep North South, Sonia, I reckon hmm. you now own the mantra. On you, Sonia. Well done, and thanks for your time <laughs> on Crunch Time. Well done, Sonia. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. Bye. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.